Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, he denies that uh, he was named after a French waiter, but Garson's name is suspiciously similar. Uh, he is from Graffs in Mexico, Missouri. He is uh, a Second Amendment uh, supporter. Firearms uh, are his game, and so is ammunition. Uh, we welcome him on the program. Uh, we also have uh, on uh, Gary on Guns this morning, uh, Dale Roberts. Uh, Dale's uh, website is mogunlaw.com. And there is this uh, story from uh, anti-gunners uh, that would suggest that there is this huge uptick in uh, the number of uh, road rage incidents involving a gun. And what they've given us is uh, correlation. Uh, there's, you know, an increase in the number of guns, ergo, there's an increase in the amount of gun violence. What they don't give you is correlation. And the point I want to make, and then we're going to move on to show and tell, the point I want to make is that, um, you know, in the last couple of years, we have seen an increase in uh, prosecutors unwilling to incarcerate criminals. Uh, that could be a problem. That could be contributing to this. Uh, we've seen uh, increasing numbers of, of uh, 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 people committing violent crime that don't have anything to do with guns. Uh, look at uh, at the way they're shoplifting all over the country, like in California uh, and New York. Uh, so there are lots of other, potentially, uh, uh, lots of other reasons why you're seeing uh, this uh, increase in, uh, in, and it's a minor increase. Uh, Decreases of driver's ed classes. Well, you're talking 330 million people and, uh, what, 500 uh, uh Roughly 500 uh, uh, incidents of road rage. I don't think you can say, gee, all those millions of firearms that have been sold are the reason for this. It doesn't make sense. And their failure to tie this to causation, that it's, you know, that, that that's the cause. I have plenty of acquaintances who would say the difference between then and now is the COVID vaccine. And the COVID vaccine is making people crazy because it's got something in it and i don't believe that but i mean you can you can pick anything you want and go well obviously that happened and then this happened and therefore the two are connected yeah but no they're not yep and that is the point uh all right we uh, we have a segment of the program uh that is uh well it's it's toys r us toys r us show and tell whatever uh this is uh where we uh, get introduced to some firearms that uh, you can purchase from, uh, from, I was going to say from Dale, but no, Dale won't sell you his guns. From Garson at Graffs in Mexico, Missouri. Um, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the Springfield 6.5 Creedmoor. This is neat. Yeah, so I got I got some hard to get stuff right now. Uh, so this is super cool. Uh, it, Springfield's first bolt gun, uh, the Waypoint, the 2020 Waypoint, um, is just. A ridiculous backcountry rifle. Um, this thing is amazing. Um, it's got a carbon fiber wrapped barrel, so that shaves weight off the barrel. The the synthetic stock is carbon fiber as well. Uh, this whole gun weighs about seven pounds. Remarkably it is, it lightweight. Is just ridiculously light. Um, and this one's in a uh, fancy camo pattern. Uh, with a det detachable magazine in 6.5 Creedmoor. So it takes ACS, ACIS pattern magazines, AICS pattern magazines, I'm sorry. Um, and um, 
brand new everything on this thing. It's they've they've really done their homework and taken a lot of the best features um, that you want in a bolt gun, uh, especially a backpacking rifle, um, and put it all into one single package. It's got uh, five sling studs, uh, the sockets, so there's no protruding uh, swivel studs on it. Uh, this one's got a brake on it. Um, it's a multi-port radial brake, so scrub off that recoil. Um, so if you miss your first shot on your game, uh, you can get a quicker follow-up. Sure, go, Dale. Optics ready. Uh, optics ready. Uh, base is already mounted onto it. It's got a Picatinny rail, so all you need is your optic and your rings. It's got a nice, um, uh, I guess, a tapered tapered bolt handle. Um, it's not like the butter knife style, but it's a... Uh, um, it's not quite as large as some of the tactical ones, so um, and that is threaded. So if you want to change that out with something else, there's a, probably going to be a lot of aftermarket guys making different bolt handles. If you if you're not super happy with that bolt handle, uh, and it's it's got a trigger tech trigger in it already. So instead of them, you know, trying to make their own trigger, they just went with one of the best ones that's available aftermarket and threw it in the gun from the get go. This is neat. What's the price break on this? Three you for a loop there, huh? Twenty-two. Dale stole it from well, me. I yeah, can't I, see it. I won't <laughs> let go. I won't let him have it back. It's twenty-two forty-nine, ninety-nine. <clears throat> this one's that, the regular stock, but there is also another option that has an adjustable uh, comb on it. I just can't get over. It's great balance and just so lightweight for a rifle like this. I love this. Yeah, and that's the uh, the evergreen uh, pat- camo pattern. And it looks like they're doing another one uh, they call Ridgeline, which looks more like a desert or high plains camo. I'm just curious, if somebody's listening online but can't get down to Mexico, Missouri, can they um, order this? Or maybe if they're listening in another state or something, can they uh, get it shipped to them in another state? We could do that, yeah. You could do that. Wow, that is a neat rifle. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Uh, and this is the first one we've been able to get to the store. But a friend of mine has had his, he somehow got lucky and got his out of the first batch they shipped. And um, it is it is a nice shooting rifle. I just tried the trigger on this thing. <laughs> yeah, those trigger tech triggers are awesome. Oh, man. I don't know Which we also sell. Chuckle. That is amazing. Nice response, huh? Fan- oh. Fancy little fluted bolt and everything. It's yeah, just a good solid, good, solid gun. That weighs almost nothing. <laughs> wow. Sound like a two-pound trigger. Probably, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, man. That is great for for your next hunting trip. Um, wow. All right. Uh, but wait. There's more. Oh, yeah. We're not done. Uh, Nay, Naperling. Uh, tell me about the. But let me ask you this. Before we get too involved in the next fi- uh, firearm, uh, the 10-millimeter rounds, are they getting uh, more ubiquitous? Because I'm, I'm seeing more of these... Uh, uh, firearms at, in 10 uh, mil than I've seen uh, before. Uh, is it is it picking up speed? Yeah, there's been a resurgence in the popularity of the 10. Um, more m- more people are making them. Um, and you can get, there's some carbines that are available in 10 millimeter now, which I've, I finally finished building my 10 millimeter carbine. Um, so I'm super happy with that. But um, for handgun hunting, 10 millimeter makes a great cartridge. Um, I know some guys that you know used to hunt with 40, um, but you know if they're if they're you know 
a little farther out than you want to shoot with a bow. A 40 is probably losing energy pretty quick. And the 10 millimeter, you know, extends your lethality out quite a bit because of its extra velocity. Wasn't 10 millimeter at one time used by law enforcement, then kind of abandoned, and maybe some of them are going well, back? So the FBI adopted it, but it turned out to be too hard for a lot of their officers to to qualify with. <laughs> yeah. So that got parlayed into the 40 short and weak. Um, but I, there's been other departments around the country that have used it. Um, not a lot, but um, it, it has been used by um, some departments. I know, I think Tulsa SWAT team had Colt single stack 10 millimeters. Um, so uh, definitely a, a great, great platform and caliber for for a for a HRT or SWAT team. You know, I I'm not saying anything bad about the 40 cal, um, but I really uh, shoot better with a 45. I don't know what it is. I had a, a Springfield uh, in 40, and I it was good, but not as good as uh, as the uh, the 45. I don't know if it's just a peculiarity with me or the the round itself. We're up against the clock. Got to take a quick break. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Uh, if you just turned the radio on, uh, Dale Roberts is with us, uh, mogunlaw.com, and uh, Garson is in from Graphs. So this is the uh, segment of the program we call Show and Tell. And uh, we've got a, a, a 10 millimeter uh, th that really looks neat. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the ports in the front. What, what, what is the advantage to those ports? Uh, those are really there as a gripping surface because they're not through the slide, um, but they are a little deeper than normal. So um, uh, I guess they do add, they do um, help lighten the slide up a little bit. Um, but I, I, that's really just, I think, really deep forward serrations for uh, for manipulating the slide. Yeah, because yeah. they make it look like it's ported. Yeah, and I, so they don't actually have any ported models that I've seen. So I, I think that's just. Really an deep. aesthetic yeah. choice there. But you get a good purchase on them. Um, so, I mean, it's easy to manipulate the slide with them. And then the then the little um, serrated buttons in the back um, are there for slide manipulation as well. It's, those are surprisingly grippy. Very grippy. Yeah, you they since there's not a lot of... Um, or since they're so tall... Um, your your fingers get a really good purchase on it, which is important with this slide because the slide is set lower in the frame than most guns. So um, um, this is a CZ75 clone uh, made by Tenfoglio in Italy. Um, they were the manufacturers of Springfield's P9, if you remember that gun, and they made all of the EAA witnesses. Um, EAA has sensed, um, or I guess the relationship between EAA and... Um, Tenfoglio has been dissolved, so Tenfoglio is now importing these guns under their own name, and uh, this is their stock one. Um, so the the this is the rails on this are reversed from every other kind of um, pistol. Uh, well, not every other, but I think there's two pistols that use this reverse rail system: the Sig 210 and um, the CZ 75 and its clones. Uh, so that lets the slide sit lower in the frame. So you've got a lot more room for your offhand thumb there on the frame. And um, the, the slide itself is lighter, so you get a little faster cyclic times um, and less muzzle flip because it's less reciprocating mass. 
This is a neat looking firearm, and it has a yeah, nice feel to it. It's super comfortable. Uh, it's got nice wood grips. Uh, the the texturing on the grips is it feels exceedingly smooth, but once you get your hand wrapped around it, it it doesn't want to move on you. So I really like the way they did that on the wood. Um, it it's pretty slick. Um, uh, double action, double action, single action uh, trigger. So you can run it cocked and locked or. Uh, oh, no, the, I'm sorry, this one is not one of the decock models. Um, there is an option that you can get a decock on these and carry it hammered down with safe on, but this is this will be hammer up, um, condition one, carry. Uh, rail on this model, um, they do some other model, they do a hunting model, um, and they leave that, uh, rail un, that rail section uncut to make the frame heavier. Uh, but this is, yeah, like you said, a 10 millimeter. Uh, I've got two of these. I've got a 45 as well. Um, they're, they're just slick little guns. They're well built. Um, you know, and if you, if, if you go watch, um, the Bianchi cup or even some of the local club action pistol matches, there's still guys running Springfield P9s from the eighties. Um, cause this is an extremely accurate platform. Uh, it's just hard to beat. It's great shooting. Um, the, the probably only negative is the, the trigger, the trigger to the back of the frame is a little long for some people, um, but they do two frame sizes. Um, so they sell a large and a small frame gun. And so in the small frame, you can get 9 and 40, and then they sell the large frame. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, they sell a large frame version, and you can get the large frame in 9, 40, uh, 45, and 10. Oh, uh, and 38 Super. Um, so you can get all the fancy competition calibers in these as well wow how uh you know this always comes up so let's get it out of the way uh the the availability of ammunition is it getting better a little bit um we're starting to get some of the calibers we have not seen in a while um it's 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 slowly coming back but uh i think the demand is just so high that that all the all the oddball stuff that is coming out is getting uh, snatched up pretty fast. I know that uh, the pistols are starting to show up in, uh, pretty re readily. Uh, there doesn't seem to be as much of a backlog. Yeah. Still not right where it ought to be, but getting better. I, I think on a lot of the pistols that are in in high production are, are about ready to crest. The AR market is crested, and and there's a significant number of ARs on sale right now. Um, it, I've started to see that with some pistols, um, you know, but not, not, not across the board and not, not from every manufacturer yet. There's still, there's still shortages for a lot, for a lot of handguns. Um, like one of the ones I'm having a hard, really hard time getting are the, um, the Thunder 380s, the Bursas. Those, those are, you know, a great little pistol for not a lot of money. And if, if you're not, if you're just wanting a, a gun to, for defense, that's, that's probably one of the best all-around entry-level guns you can get, um, and, and it will not break the bank at all. So uh, things are picking up. Uh, how about gun sales? How, are they still running uh, strong? Yeah, we're, we're, we're busy as ever in the retail store. I, I, I wish we had another person or two up there sometimes um, because we are so busy. It's, it's, it's not slowed down a lot. Um, and 
and as we get as we get guns and lower price points, I think it's just gonna gonna keep keep going as some people that are priced out of the market right now are able to get their hands on something that they need. You know, Dale, politically, that makes the Democrats' attack on the Second Amendment seem less palatable uh, and less likely to turn out uh, more votes for Democrats. Seems kind of foolish. It's like shooting yourself in the foot. Literally. And, well, at least figuratively. Um, Yes, and as we know, know, gun ownership is up exponentially, especially, I mean, non-first-time gun buyers... Female gun buyers are are now you know a significant part of the market, and you know for the liberals to continue to attack gun ownership, uh, just well doesn't make sense. But there's so many things they do that doesn't make sense that don't make sense. It's hard to single one out. But yes, it's kind of a it 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 it's just it's going to they're already going to struggle in this next election cycle and probably in the one after that and to alienate uh, the second amendment supporters and the increasing number of women who are buying firearms uh and blacks who are buying firearms uh i think they uh, they're making really a, a pretty ugly mistake uh here's what we've got uh we've got uh, a break coming up here in in a few seconds but we also have another firearm that we're going to talk about, and uh, we'll chat with the listeners. So you'll want to stay tuned because, well, we got a lot of ground to cover. Uh, there's also there are also a couple of other stories in the news that uh, that I would like to get to this morning or today. Uh, so we will do all of that on Gary on Guns. Uh, if you'd like, you can send us a message to Gary at GaryOnGuns.com, and I'll get it. You're listening to the Gary Knoll, Gary on Gun Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. It is Gary on Guns. It is uh, show and tell time, and we've uh, got one more firearm that we're going to get to in a minute. Uh, Dale Roberts, MoGunLaw.com, on board with us, an attorney who is uh, intimately familiar with the laws in the state of Missouri. Uh, also uh, with us uh, is uh, Garson from Graphs in Mexico, Missouri. Uh, and uh, why don't you give him the website, Garson for Graphs? graphs.com what a clever name uh, aren't you amazed how they came up with that it, uh, it took them years to, of market research yeah they had <laughs> to do something uh, garson could remember <laughs> they, they had the website before i started there <laughs> oh, uh let me go grab a phone call or two uh and uh, to that end uh we've got uh, gary on the line he's got a question gary welcome glad to have hey, you on gary on guns uh, yeah good morning I have a question. I have a Browning Buckmark uh, camper, and I want to put some uh, fiber optic sights. My my question is, there is a fiber optic sight that can be put on just the front, and then there's a fiber optic set that can go on the front and the rear. Uh, the rear. What is the advantages and disadvantages of just the front and then also then for the combination or is there an advantage or disadvantage it mainly boils down to personal opinion um now if it was you know a tactical gun the rear fiber optics would give you better visibility in a low light situation but for a target gun or something you're going to be using mainly in daylight um it really just boils down to, to personal choice on that okay 
Yeah, um, no, it'll be used strictly for a. Uh, it's going to be used for target. Or, yeah. You know. And I'd say most people. Hunting. Most people do find the extra fiber optics on the rear distracting. Um, so that that's why I think a majority of people just go with a, a fiber optic front and leave the rear as right. plain. And uh, one last question, and it kind of goes along with the rear one. Uh, if I painted two little tiny white dots on the rear and then went with just the front optic, am I defeating? Is, is that like what's going with two fibers in, or the fiber optic in the rear then? No, there's there's a lot of people to do that. Um, I, I think that's one of the few things that keeps testers in business um, is all the guys painting their sights um, fancy colors. Um, I, yeah, I've seen guys put dots on there. The dots are harder to do. Like a toothpick works really good for that, but getting them yeah, lined up right. isn't so easy. Um, and then I've seen other guys just do like a U-notch. Um, I think that works pretty well and is easy enough. And then if, if your painting skills aren't that great, just do the whole rear sight. <laughs> I've seen that too. Um, it, okay. it works. All right. Well, you answered my question. I was, uh, I'll just go with just the front then. Good deal. All right. Thank you. You're, You're welcome, Gary. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. Uh, like I said, though, uh, show and tell is far from over. We've got a SIG 380. Great kind of uh, uh, concealed carry pistol if you're, uh, you know, wearing a suit or something where you you, you don't want anything bulging uh, anywhere. Tell me about this. So these are brand new. SIG just released these. Everybody wants one. And I snagged two of them. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I got I got lucky. I don't know how the I don't know if they messed up and gave me two when I asked for two, but I got two and um so it's a three sixty five in three eighty. Um people have been clamoring for it. Um just you know, there's a few people out there that just don't want a nine, they want the three eighty. Um and, and we've got them now. Uh two ten round magazines with this guy. It's cut for optics, so if you wanna if you wanna do a carry optic gun, it does that. Um I can get all three of my uh, fingers on here, so you know the grip's comfortable. It's uh, it's probably <coughs> medium aggressive on the on the plastic stippling. Um, the slide serrations are in there, front and rear. Uh, night sights out of the box. Um, so every, everything everyone loves about the 365 in in a 380. So if you got a you know um, a desire for a 380, or if you cannot. Um, handle the recoil impulse of the nine millimeter. Um, here's your chance to get a Sig 365 and a little, little easier to shoot package. And the amazing thing for me, because everybody knows I'm a I'm a 1911 snob, and I don't like the trigger on most. But I, <laughs> what I, you know, just say you have weak hands, Dave. Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I, whatever. And you know, I look down my nose at what I call plastic guns, but I have to say, this has a really nice trigger. Oh, yeah. I'm just really Sig's impressed. Sig's really Sig. knocking out of the box. Oh, man. I that's, I think that's maybe the nicest trigger on a Teflon gun that I've ever experienced. How does that compare to your 1911, just in uh, your opinion? Well, it's, you know, maybe 75% as good as a 1911 trigger. I don't know. I mean, I... You know, I'm just. I grew up with a 1911 trigger. It's what I shot in basic training, and and it's what I love. But it's not bad. You know, uh, Scott Van Kirk always teases me about my 1911 addiction, uh, and I've got a lot of firearms, and I've shot a lot of firearms. It's more of a fetish, though, right? 
You think? I don't know. I just like the way the trigger feels. It just works for me. Uh, and long stages don't. Uh, so I'm always looking for, to see if there's... The, the downside for me on the 1911 is it doesn't hold a lot of rounds. Uh, you can run out pretty quickly. There, there's uh, an answer for that. They, they got double-stack 1911s. They have a double-stack 1911. There's lots oh, of them, yeah. yeah. Pair Ordnance used to make them. They're out of business because Remington cannibalized their company. Um, STI, SVI, um, Armscore. Armscore makes a double-stack. Dan Wesson make one? Um, Dan Wesson makes one. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're, so Dan Wesson um, does a crazy little um, combination. It's it's a double-stack 1911 grip with the CZ75 style slide on it. So I, I really want to get my hands on one of those and see how that shoots because that seems pretty cool. All right, I, so this, I want to go back to this double-stack 1911. Uh, it has the, It's the same trigger. It's just yep. a, what, wider. Oh, yeah. it, Everything it, is the same except for they've... Turned a seven-round, eight-round gun into a 14-round 14 14 round yeah. gun. I had a pair of ordnance, you know, 20 years ago, a pair of ordnance P1445 limited edition. It's standard 1911, but the magazine is is a double stack, and it's not, you know, truly double wide. It's, it's you know, staggered rounds, so you could carry 14 rounds in the magazine. I love that firearm. Oh, Garson, you and I got to talk after the show. <laughs> We got to get uh, we got to get this. Bring one of those next show. Uh, well, actually, just bring it to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just bring a double stack. Bring you a got a sale in the making there. Uh, all right, hang on for just a minute while we get Reggie on the line here. Reggie, welcome to Gary on Guns. Hey, Gary. Uh, yeah, it, it might sound like a silly question. I'm not real knowledgeable about guns, but I noticed my father-in-law, who's a policeman, and my brother-in-laws all hunt, and they. Is there a purpose in cleaning your bullets or your ammo? Yeah, on carry ammo, um, you want to wipe it down if you've, if you've, you know. and it, it, So if you're swapping out your carry ammo yearly or biannually, you probably don't have to worry about it too much. But um, okay. if, if you freshly cleaned your gun, um, yeah. a lot of people will over-lube them. So if you're carrying it, you don't want oil to corrupt your primer or your powder and some of those thin oils it's not super likely but they do have a chance of making it into um the cartridge case and, and so when so when i see them clean cleaning their ammo they're just kind of getting the, the uh cleaning oil off of it yeah any extra lubricant you want to get that off there if there's any um and then you know other people you know they may have other reasons for wiping their ammo down but yeah, that's that's the only real real thing you need to worry about is if you're running a real thin lubricant, and you're worried so about if it. They've been, I'm sorry, if they've been setting for you, you know, like you've had some ammo setting for a year. There's no sense you don't need to clean it, right? Not necessarily, no. Okay. Um, now, if, if it's right. if it's got exposed to um, water or dirt. Um, and then you, you want to give it a, 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 a quick wipe down. Reggie, yeah. thank you for the call. So I've, like, taken old ammo that I've gotten, like, at auction, and I've retumbled it because of, you know, some mild corrosion on the brass um, just to make sure it cycles in the gun correctly. Um, but other than that, yeah, right. if you're taking care of your ammo, there's no need for it. All right, we're up against a break. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. 
Uh, Dale Roberts, MoGunLaw.com, and uh, Garson is in from Crafts. Garson, that SIG 380, how much is that running? Oh, uh, let me look at that. Yeah, in case anybody wants to know. 550 Man, that's a, that's a steal. That's and we, a good and we got two of them. There's one there, and I got the other one here. It, wow. It probably may make it back. I don't know. It may make it back. You get it out of the hands of Dale Roberts, you have a chance. Uh, otherwise, uh, he's going to stock adjust that for us. Uh, <laughs> listen, uh, speaking of Dale Roberts, a uh, couple of things here. Uh, the feds, uh, the Knicks check is not recognize uh, a Missouri expungement. What's what's going on? No. Uh, Missouri legislature a couple times has adjusted the statute on expungements in hopes of fixing this. Uh, so you go to court, you have the past offense expunged, you apply to purchase a handgun or a gun, and and you get denied. And the, the Knicks folks, uh, you know, look at the Missouri statute, which is 610140, and say, well, that's not an expungement. And the reason is there's a sentence in the statute that basically says, well, we've expunged your offense but it can still be used against you in a future offense, you know, for the purpose of sentencing or whatever. And, you know, the definition of expungement is, you know, destroy or obliterate. So ATF looks at that sentence and says, well, you obviously haven't destroyed or obliterated their criminal record because you're keeping the copy to use it against them in the future, which I'm sorry, but kind of makes sense in that regard. So I'm working with a couple of legislators, you know, they want to fix, it needs to be fixed. You know, they want to fix it. We're just trying to figure out how to come up with language that the next check will accept. Um, it's, you know, another one of those just crazy legislative language issues. Well, can we uh, use uh, some of your uh, your Latin law language, ab initio? <laughs> I could try. Uh, that would uh, That would do it, would it not? Yes, indeed. Uh, all right. Uh, we've also got uh, the uh, indication that you uh, were uh, at the uh, Missouri legislature testifying. We're going to get to that in a minute. Uh, Ken has sent us a message. What is the legal distance to discharge a firearm from an occupied dwelling slash home in the state of Missouri? And how do I find it? The story is long but interesting. My neighbors have chosen to ignore my request to take their shooting range further back on their property. And I've been looking for the actual code. Information that I have found to this point is vague and uh, uses the language rule of thumb. Would you be able to guide me to the correct direction? Thank you, Ken. Uh, I, okay, so from what you've said, I, I, I'm unfamiliar with any restriction of... If I, if I want to shoot on my own property, I don't know that there's any legal limit on that other than city ordinance or county ordinance that says you know if you if you can't operate a shooting range but if it's in, you know private or you can't shoot within city limits maybe but as far as if i live out in the county and want to go out in the on my property and shoot or sit on my back porch and shoot i'm on well did uh, he mean the the his neighbor's dwelling or his own dwelling in I, that well well, let me let me re uh, reread this. What is the legal distance to discharge a firearm from an occupied dwelling slash home in the state of Missouri, and how do I find it? The yeah. story is long but interesting. My neighbors. I I really hope that's not the case because I got a buddy who uses his garage as a shooting shack in the winter, 
Yeah, I don't think there's any, we've cut you off, Gary, but I, I don't think there's any law that stops me from shooting from my living room out to my berm on my own property. Well, you're 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 not the first person to cut me off. I'm just I just <laughs> I want you to know. Well, Gwen, you know, so yeah, yeah, I'm good. Not not, not Gwen. No. Oh, okay. That, nice try though. Uh, all right, let me cat? go on. Is it that cat? Are you being a beast? You know by what? That cat? You know, Gwen has gone to Pittsburgh, uh, and when she went to Pittsburgh, the uh, cat ran away. Uh, well, no, no, she had to put the cat up. Uh, Gary had Chinese food for dinner because I am not watching that thing, and so uh, back at home. It's it's like uh, the cat never was, and I'm loving it, and I'll love it until she gets back to town and brings the damn cat back. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I hate cats, but I let my wife have one, and I've regretted the decision ever since. Uh, so, Dale, you testified in the Senate uh, in uh, the state of Missouri for uh, House Bill 1462. This is, uh, what, carrying on a bus? Uh, it, many things. It's It's... Almost the so far the omnibus gun bill this year. It started out Adam Schnelting's bill for to legalize carrying on a bus, which hopefully people know is illegal in Missouri, um, and then was amended onto it was Ben Baker's bill on you you shouldn't have to ask a pastor for permission to carry in the church, even though it's not a crime if you don't. And another amendment to lower the age to 18, Chuck Basie's bill to fix the SIS problem, numerous things. So it got out of the House, testified on it there, went to the Senate. The bill sponsor asked me to come testify uh, in favor of it in the Senate in the General Laws Committee, which I did, I think about a week ago. Um, and big turnout. The hearing probably lasted two hours, which is a bit much. Um and interestingly enough, there, there was little opposition to most of the issues on the bill. The one issue that really generated opposition was the underlying issue in the bill, which is carrying on a bus. And that, that brought out a great deal of opposition. So afterwards, I had the chance to talk to a lobbyist who said, yeah, my people are against it. And, I, you know, we all know the municipalities are against it because they don't want guns on city buses. I get that from bureaucrats. And so I asked him, you know, who do you lobby for? Who do you lobby for that is against it? The zoo, Bush Stadium, play, you know, places like that, because those places who can afford, you know, silk stocking lobbyists are saying, when we have a lot of people that come to our our location, our venue on the bus, and when they get off the bus with their gun, what are they going to do with it? They're going to bring it inside, and we don't want that. So the you know zoos, Bush Stadium, places like that are out there fighting bus carry, which may possibly sink this bill. I mean, it's frightening. Yeah, I would argue that it is. Uh, I went to a uh, a football game. Um, in uh, downtown St. Louis, and I couldn't carry my gun f from my car to the game because you couldn't carry the gun, and, and I had to leave it in the car. I was, uh, uh, it just bothered me the whole time. We had so many places where you can't carry, uh, and it really is disturbing because it just makes you vulnerable, or it makes you compromise uh, security by leaving a firearm uh, in a car somewhere where if they have enough time, they can get it no matter what you do. We're out of time. we got to run. Glad to have you with us. I'm Sorry, Gary Kenneth. on Guns.
Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. And Gwen, baby, honey, I'm coming home.